Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, So please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, If you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, Orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, All orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. And today's guest is Alex Nicholas. Alex and I have been uh, friends for uh, what ends up being half of my life. Uh, I met him when I was, I believe, 18 years old, and uh, we we hit it off. Uh, and you know, we've we've gone through quite a few stages uh, in our in our lives together. Uh, very fun guy, uh, one of my best friends. He is a serial entrepreneur. Has a uh, bar restaurant in New York City many fitness studios all around the country and is now in real estate in South Florida. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Alex Nicholas. All right. Welcome, Alex. Good to have you on, finally. Excited to be here, Jeremy. I'm just a little upset I wasn't the number one person to be on your kickoff uh, episode, but it's okay. I'm here now. I, I mean, you you could have been, but you are uh, always just so damn busy. It's it's hard to uh, it's hard to you know catch you at a right time nowadays. Yeah, I, you can say that. I, you know, I, I always try to make time for you, Jeremy, but it's okay. I'll let you sidestep <laughs> that and we'll, we'll get into it now. <laughs> so, for those of you that are just tuning in and don't know Alex uh, or I, uh, Alex and I met back in. I want to say 2002, 2003. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And, and yeah, it's fair, fair assessment. And we, uh, I, I was living in New York City. I was uh, anywhere between 17 and 18 years old. And I, I, I had to move from uh, the west side to the east side. So I was uh, living on 41st and 8th in uh, kind of like a school-sponsored housing type deal. And then uh, they got bought out by the New York Times, which is a now a huge New York Times building there. And then I moved over to 41st and 2nd. And you know, just venturing out, I stumbled upon a bar called Keats. And uh, I would go in you know, early, right? So I would go in early, and then uh, one of the bartenders never ID'd me. And then I saw that they had a doorman later on at night. And I was like, shit. So my brother was visiting one time, and... Next thing you know, I told my brother, we got to go to this bar, but we have to go early because, you know, I don't have an ID. So he gave me his ID uh, and he, he said, here, use my ID. He goes, but you won't even need to. He said, because when we go in early, 
we'll make friends with the bouncer. And uh, we, we ended up doing that. And uh, this happened to be Alex's bar. And Yeah, that was an interesting yeah. time, Jeremy. And I'd actually be upset that you actually outed this on, uh, on this podcast. But at this point, um, that's like the least of my worries. Uh, I still own that bar to this day called Keith yep. Bar in New York City. And, and, and anybody that's following current events uh, already knows that if you own a small business, especially in, in, in the hospitality industry, um, it is rough going to say the least. So I don't think this is going to be a concern. I don't think that the State Liquor Authority of New York would be listening to this. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a fun time. Um, you know, my favorite story to spin off of this is that you had like three twenty. Three, you turned 21 like three times. That's and, this is true. And Keats, it was like every year you had another birthday and it was your 21. Um, and I was like, I don't even understand how you got into the bar, but you were 21 three times. It's like I never learned, right? And it was just like a <laughs> foregone conclusion. You're going to be 21 the rest of your life. That's kind of how I looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It was it was it was uh, it was my twenty first birthday at least at least three times, and my true twenty first birthday. My parents flew down to New York, and we went there uh, to celebrate at midnight. They they came in on the 29th. and I remember it was Dan the man and Emily and uh, and they, Camilo, they, right? uh, <laughs> Camilo. Yeah, it was behind the bar, I believe, yeah. and uh, and yeah, we we just we just yes. went out and and, and yes, yes. Yeah. And we, we had a, we had a really good time, and it was it was funny because my dad told Dan at the time like, "Hey, I don't want you to get mad, but this is Jeremy's real twenty first birthday." And he's like, <laughs> "What?" He's like, "Really?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, he's not the first, so he's not going to be the last." So, <laughs> yep. He's like, "No worries." But yeah, I I, th I think I feel like there's a statute of limitations on that, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, what was great, like just even talking about it, is bringing back the memories of. You know, you coming of age, really, like I'm not that much older than you, but growing up and when I say growing up, I'm not talking about teenage years. I'm like talking about adult years and everybody that's, you know, in their 30s or 40s at this point knows that they were pretty stupid in their 20s. And if they don't want to admit that, that's cool. I would say the majority of us are when they're in our early 20s. And it was oh, yeah. a gr we had so much fun um, at Keats. And, and it was so interesting because. There were so many different walks of life that got along. Like I might not hang out ever with Dan or with Dawn or with Camila, but when you brought us all under that roof, it was like we were always a team. It wasn't just the employees. It was family, you know, and it was family with a lot of the, the patrons too, which that included you. Um, and there's friends for life that, are, that, were, that were made at Keith's, which was just, you know, looking back on it now, it's things that I think I took for granted um, as we've grown older, like the, the magic that happened there, you know, I, people will tell me stories about Keats that I was in, I was like in the story and I was, I forgot it. You know, it was like, it was yeah. like just a blip, right. Or I was so drunk. I don't even remember it. One or the other. Right. But, but what was great about it is that that's what I love is like when you have a story and like, you'll tell like, Oh, I remember that. Like, and it's like, it just brings back such good feelings and fun and, you know, that moment that was in time that never can be forgotten. It, it was crazy because, like, it was every Friday and Saturday night for me. It was every Friday and Saturday night for me. And and it was it was really cool because, you know, you got to know people. Like you said, like, I, there was, I had no business, you know, being friends with 
ninety percent of the people in there, right? Because like some of them were from the UN, others were you know from law firms. Then you had just the the, the bar staff, and all of a sudden it was like I was just part of this like group, and we would just hang out every weekend. <laughs> it was yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. It was, oh. it was, and and you know going from I'm going to try to go through our friendship a little bit too. Um, you know, it was interesting when you, I guess when you moved to Miami, we kind of lost touch a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. We lost touch a little bit. I guess before you moved, we started at B warrior though. Right. Weren't you still in the yeah, city? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so before, before I moved, um, you know, we were, we were like really close. We were hanging out a lot. And then, um, I was teaching boxing at Equinox and then you were like, dude, you gotta go, you gotta go to B warrior. You gotta do jujitsu. He's like, and, and you were like, it's awesome. So I was like, all right, I'm in. You know, I, I, you didn't have to say much. Still to this day, you don't have to say much to get me to buy into something. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, so it was uh, safe to say we we started doing jujitsu, and you were doing it for a little while before me, and then. Uh, you did like one competition and then you were like, oh, you got to do this. So I, I, I started rolling and it was a lot of fun. And we started we started going every week. It was like, you know, two or three times a week. We would have dinner afterwards. So we built up a really like solid friendship during that time outside of Keats. Yep. And and, you know, we did competitions. I think we did two competitions together, one in Pennsylvania and one in New York. Um, yep. And then uh, and then and then was, I go ahead. It was perfect for us, too, because. It was no rules, no water, no air conditioning. Like there was no rhyme or reason to our training. And I'm not going to take any anything away from Brainer. You should, probably should have on this podcast. He's our he was our professor, our sensei, um, a good friend of both Jeremy and I. You yeah. know, but he loved that like the suffering. Like how far can you go? It doesn't matter if you're small. Doesn't matter if you're big. Doesn't matter if you're out of shape. Like everybody suffered so much. Um, and it was one of those sufferings, like it sucked a lot during, but you just felt so accomplished after. And I, I know for me, that helped me a lot in my life with other things because I knew that things could get bad, but it could never be as bad as having someone on top of you trying to choke you from behind and you can't <laughs> breathe just because the, the humidity in the air is bad and yeah. your, your head is getting squeezed. Oh so, my god! I've I've walked away so many nights where my jaw, my head is just like bruised from being squeezed so hard because there was like a group of like I think four of us, maybe five of us that would always go. It's like you, me, Dennis, uh, which I believe he was the John fireman. John Terry, yep. John yep, Terry, DJ, Kelly, DJ, yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, so, yes, yeah. So and <laughs> they're the monster guys thing, too. <laughs> oh my god! And and I'm I'm tiny, you know. I'm, I'm yeah. 150 pounds, yeah. and I'm rolling with you, who's like you know, close to 200 at the time. And I was one of the smaller guys. You were giving up a hundred pounds to like two or three guys. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, and then you would get these meatheads that come in there like that, like wrestled in high school and they would, (laughs) they would just try to squeeze your head. And oh my God, it was, it was such a blast. It was so fun. Yeah. You did a lot better on the uh, later rounds when they started to get tired because you didn't tire as much as they did. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That was great. No, that was good stuff. That was. (laughs) Yep. But yeah. no, so so we did we did we did that B Warrior uh, did two competitions and then I ended up moving to Miami and and yeah we we kind of just uh, fizzled out a little bit I still did jujitsu a little bit down there and then um, uh, you know you end up getting married and and all that jazz 
And then you, you and I started reconnecting when I was traveling to New York for work. And then we ended up picking up again when you had the gym. And for those of you that don't know, he is the uh, creator and founder of Epic Hybrid Training. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of it. If you've ever been on my, my Facebook or Instagram page, you've, you've heard of it like a million times. Uh, <laughs> now, now called Epic Interval Training. Yes. 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 Rebranded yes. recently. Yep. yep. And uh, and and man, when that was in in the heyday at the beginning, holy cow! It was it was like another just good old you know fun time, bringing people from all different walks of life in and working out as hard as you can. You'd have people that you know are there just to get into you know some shape. You are there to lose weight. You have their uh, to be an athlete, you had all these different people. It was amazing. It was so cool. Yeah, the best thing I, I remember with, especially the start of Epic, um, which really set the tone for why it became popular, was we didn't have all super athletes in our classes. We had a, a wide array of people. And it was always, you know, start together, finish together, work on the clock, rest off the clock, different levels for everybody. So it was really that team community that, you know, it wasn't like this top athlete finished the workout first or was, was always pushing the pace. There'd be sometimes where somebody would be pushing the pace at, at a, at a different level um, than somebody who's actually more advanced and they could actually gain positivity and motivation from somebody when they looked over um, and saw them actually working harder. And that's, that's where a lot of the magic came from. And what, what really springboarded, um, a lot of the camaraderie was we started doing all the obstacle course races from there and Spartan my, race and yeah, Spartan race, tough mudder, all, all of that stuff, um, that became, you know, not even a national craze. I guess it's a global craze to a certain extent. And there's not anybody I've talked to at this point, um, that hasn't either heard of one or done one. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that, that created a whole nother dynamic to, what we like to do. We went from kind of doing it for fun, both of us, right. To really getting serious about it, um, for a while there. And, uh, like everything else, if I can give advice to anybody who's listening, you know, sometimes moderation is the best policy <laughs> because you can go crazy with stuff. And, uh, you know, you can be addicted to anything, right? You can be addicted to alcohol. You can be addicted to drugs You can be addicted to gambling. You can be addicted to fitness. You can be addicted to, uh, women or men, whatever. Um, it's always just a, you know, when you start to go off kilter and do things too much, that's when it becomes a problem. And I was thinking about the times where me and you would just make excuses up to go to like to go to races at times because <laughs> why not, right? Yeah, <laughs> it it, I mean, you na you nailed it on the head. I I first got into it because I was going through a breakup. Uh, pretty serious breakup, uh, broken engagement. And Alex was one of the few people I, I, I told, you know, I, I told maybe a handful of people about it and he was going to be in Miami. He's like, Oh, just come to this race. So I started asking him a, a million questions. Like I always do. He's like, shut the fuck up and just come to the race <laughs> and I'll see you there. And I was like, all right. And this is like when we first started getting back in touch and, and I which, did it. Wh and I was, which was your first one? Is it city field was the first one? No, or was it no. Like my first one was Miami. Miami. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. It was Miami. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Where, where then, people got lost and, and then. You know, I, yeah, I came in fire. first. But, yeah. yeah. First, Elliot and Dave came in first, second, but they got lost. They went right. the wrong way. I was the only first one to cross. Yep. I remember that race now. So, um, so and, and, and we, like, you all of a sudden, you told me about it. I, I ran the first race 
and I was like, I ran it in in just like a, a a regular wave, and I did really good. And I was like, holy shit, this is fun. And then, yeah. like you said, too much of anything. You know, <laughs> I, I I got I got addicted. I did. I've done. I've done over easily, over you know fifty. 60 races and this yep. is over the span of i think 2013 14 15 14, yeah yeah and 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 16 was my last time I, I did so it's been three years since i've done uh a spartan race but yeah, I mean, yeah. i've done i've done a couple other races recently but not nothing like that so yeah it, it's it's pretty crazy <laughs> to think about it it's a, there's an interesting dynamic to it and i've thought about it a lot uh, you know, I was fortunate enough and you saw this happen. Like I got put on the Spartan pro team because I won the first stadium race and, and, uh, the CEO liked me, Joe DeSena, but I wasn't the fastest guy by any means. And there were people that could beat me. And then I would just get so much hate because they're like, well, why are you on the pro team? And I'm not, I would just right. pick, cause I got picked, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Go, go apply or something. I don't, I didn't know if someone asked me to be on it. I was like, okay, I'll be on it. You know, now yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a fool. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to join it. Yeah, and that was when um, that was when I first started to experience social media like hate in a way, right? Like I, I had such good experiences with fitness and good experiences with people, and and that's really when um, for me at least I started to get more involved on Facebook and more involved on on uh, on Instagram. But Instagram wasn't even really a thing in 2012 that people were really using, right? Um, but I do remember that, and I remember how it affected me. I, I really got a bad taste in my mouth, and I really had to uh, to figure out, like, all right, what do I really want out of this? Is it something that I'm doing, you know, to gain popularity? Is it something I'm doing to win? Is it something I'm doing to um, gain notoriety for my business? Um, and I, I, it became a little bit of all three. Um, and for me, it was good and bad because it was good because the business was building. I was trying to do better. Um, I was trying to gain popularity just, you know, for the, for the namesake so that I could try to, you know, as Epic has gotten bigger, we've been able to sell licenses and franchises. And, and um, that was something that was important to me at the time. But I didn't realize the, the mental toll and physical toll it was taking on me for those years. And it took me about a year, year and a half to recover from that because – it was too much. And I know that now looking back on it, but I, I would have never admitted that during the time period. Right. I mean, not, not to, not to downplay it. Like you, you were on, you know, multiple like promotions for Spartan. You were, you know, uh, yeah, on, on TV for Spartan, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it's a, it's a lot. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny because you, you see how different people react to it. Like, I, I don't think it really, you know, went to your head. Like you, you never you know lost sight of who you were and what your goals were. But like other people, they, they were like, you know, I, I think I'm king shit. And then other people, you know, like like Hunter, he he I think he handled it pretty well where he who's he he's always been, you know, just wild and crazy and, and, and he he dove right into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean he's uh if you don't know this guy, just look him up, Hunter McIntyre. He's a crazy dude, super good athlete. Um I always tell Hunter this, it's always it's always very simple to be that guy when you're winning. You even you've never really had to face the adversity yet because you've never not been really on top or in the top three. So, you know, and I think he knows that, too. And he's very, very smart to capitalize on the years that he has right now, which he's in his prime to do as much as he can, build as much content as he can, get on as many shows as he can so that he can have some sort of future after his athletic career um, is over.
I mean, not for nothing, but he—he's. He's, I already talked to him. He's going to be on guest on this show, so that'll that'll boost him up. You know, that'll add a, a couple million, a couple more million followers for him. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Your social media is going to blow up after this. I I, I'm that. excited about it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I saw you had the, the the 26 followers on your podcast. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very excited. I think I'm number 27. That's a yeah. you know an honor, yeah. a big honor. That's, those are just all guests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no, so yeah, we 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 dove into that. I mean, I kid you not, it was every month, if not twice a month, we were on the road and we were running a race. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was, it was a fun it was a fun time. Don't get me wrong, but holy crap, looking back at that, I'm like, and and now you were on the Spartan Pro team, so you got things paid for. I I was not. <laughs> you you might or might not went into a massive debt for a while. Yeah, exactly. For a little while, I was, I was definitely in debt because of it. Uh, you 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 called me. What did what 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 pro team was I on? The Spartan, Spartan. Uh, <laughs> gift shop pro team or something. Yeah, it was like. It was like Spartan merchandise protein or something. Yeah. Like that. You made fun of me because every time I went consumer. to a race, I'm like, yeah, Spartan consumer, consumer protein. protein. Yeah. Was, You'd always be yeah. buying a shirt at like $30. I'm like, stop buying a shirt at every state we go to. This is, you're not, you're not going to win this battle. Spartan is winning. Okay. You're not winning by this one. Meanwhile, I'm literally wearing my Spartan sweatshirt and my Spartan hat right now. So, That's so funny. <laughs> at least I'm even, getting my money's worth. Yeah, even your logo reminds me of Spartan a little bit with the red. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It does. It reminds me a little. But so. anyway, let's move on from Spartan stuff. Spartan was great. Yeah. You know, I, I think that we'd still run races in the future if they come to town or family wants to do it. But oh, uh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then, uh, you know. Looking at life right now, I think what we could get into is when I moved down to Miami. Um, that was great because we kind of reconnected there. And yep. um, we had a lot of fun in the sense of God going out from time to time. It felt like the old days in New York, which was oh, great. Yeah, yeah um, that was that was a. Uh... Those are some interesting nights that we had. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I learned real quick that the Miami nightlife scene was not for me because I was going to die <laughs> if I went out um, any more than I already did. So I, I, I knew that that was not going to be a good scene for me, which was good, which was a good, uh, you know, you should beta test everything in life and see what you're all about and see what, you know, what fits your fancy. So, and, and like everything else, moderation is key. Um, yes. I mean, we, we've, we've done, uh, and we've, we've actually had a lot of fun. Like when you, you had, uh, you helped out, um, a couple people at, at one hotels, uh, run the, the, the gym there. And we went to like their grand opening and, and that was fun. And then we, you know, obviously, and that's when you first moved down there. And then you obviously just have the nights that we've gone out and just, you know, the next morning you wake up and I'm like, Oh shit, Alex is on my couch. How did we get yep. home? <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and I haven't had one of those in a very long time. And I'm very grateful for that. Right yeah. Now. That's yeah. that's uh safe to say. I I think the last time was my wedding. Yeah. Ah, maybe maybe not. No, no, I lie. I was it was uh last month I, I went to a a beer tour at my uh future brother in law's sister and brother-in-law's house they had it was wow. a really cool setup you, you you had different uh uh themes in different parts of the the, the backyard and yep. they had a pool and we would just you know have different beers and different alcoholic drinks and different food and uh i got pretty tipsy there so 
Nice. That was, that was my last one. Yeah, but it was it was a blast. It was a blast. But yeah. anyways, back back to this. We 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 definitely lived up the Miami life. Uh, and then now you uh, you let's 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 touch on one thing too. Let's touch on your dad because that dude, you brought up your wedding. Your yeah. wedding. And that, and, <laughs> okay. And I'll never forget your wedding because your dad made my wedding, and uh, I'm hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, he remembers you getting married. I think he does. <laughs> yes, um, he, he definitely he definitely remembers. He yep. definitely is. Uh, he was he was. So the night before, he had a little too much to drink. Um, and what ended up happening is he was hungover uh, and and just not functional. Like he was in rough shape. Uh, and then, well, yeah, you're being very kind. He's in a full blown panic attack. It's what really happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like full blown. <laughs> like, so he was fighting the hangover, fighting dehydration, and then a panic attack set in. So yeah. it, it was like, he thought he was having a heart attack. Um, he couldn't really move properly. <laughs> He's sweating profusely <laughs> and you were about to get married in like a half hour. Um, so Basically, what happened is we called the doctor. I started to take a little charge of it. Called the doctor. We got the doctor. Checked all the vitals. Gave him some weird pills. I think we were in Aruba. Who knows what that doctor gave him? I don't even know. <laughs> right? We got him into got him into a wheelchair, and I rolled him down. And I just remember, like, if this guy doesn't drink some electrolyte solution, I think we got him some Gatorade or Pedialyte or something. He's gonna die. He's gonna die at his son's wedding. Um, <laughs> And if anybody's ever seen Weekend at Bernie's, all right. <laughs> that, was, that was my dad for sure. <laughs> your dad was Bernie for your wedding. Um, but that is a memorable experience because I, I, I could feel his pain. And there's, there's certain situations um, in my life where I don't know if I've been that bad, but I felt pretty bad. Um, and it's always nice to have somebody, uh, somebody there to help you out. I remember the first time I ever drank alcohol in my entire life, it was like Gilbert's gin that I stole from my parents' liquor cabinet. Oh. They had a few, yeah. I had a few friends over, and I literally went blind. Like I couldn't see. So <laughs> I was walking around like I couldn't see, and I knocked over some sort of glass. And then I went to pick the glass over, and I cut my hand open. And um, I was very fortunate. Some girl just held some compress on my hand until I got to the morning, and then I had to go to the hospital. I think to get it stitched or glued up. But uh, yeah. Alcohol is not a friendly thing if you abuse it in any which way. <laughs> it's, it's, we've we've be, all had we've all had those moments for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But yes, we can move on now. Yes, I am. I am married. Yeah, um, you you got married. Uh, we actually, I can't believe it. This past uh, was it two days ago or yesterday was was the anniversary of the cruise that we took. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. That, Oh, I would, I'm hoping we can, yeah, I'm hoping we can do something like that again when all this is over. You know, it's uh, this whole COVID thing has put a damper on life in general and every which way you could think of. Um, but it we, really we, has. We've, we've had requests to do like a reunion one. Like Shawnee D wants to do that, and uh, people from my side of the family want to do it. People from Cassidy's side of the family. And what was really cool about it was that like I'm not a cruise person. Cassidy's not a cruise person. My family's not really a cruise people. Her family's not really cruise people, but it just really came together nicely. Came together nicely. It was a ton of fun. I think the boat, the, the the ship we were on was great. Um, it was. I really awesome, can't yeah. say enough good. Yeah, good things about it for sure. Yeah. Well, and the 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 only the only negative thing was um, I 
I booked a, a, a kind of like almost like a honeymoon <laughs> after the fact. I was like, so we're we're there. We book it, and we're gonna now do a twelve or fourteen day. <laughs> Mediterranean cruise, Fran and I, and uh, then COVID hits, and it's we were supposed to go in September. So just like, actually, it was like two weeks ago. We we're we we're actually we were coming back. I think two days ago we were supposed to come back. Um, what ends up happening is COVID hits, and now uh, we we put a, a deposit down. It's like two hundred bucks, and then all of a sudden COVID hits, and I was like, well, I'm not going to make payments because who knows when it's going to happen. If 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 it doesn't, you know, I'll just go ahead and make a payment at the end. So then it comes like, I think it's like April or no, it's, it's like, it's, I'm sorry, it's June. And I get an email or a phone call from, from Royal Caribbean. And they're like, Hey, um, your final payments due. And I was like, yeah, but like everywhere in the news, it states that there's not going to travel. And and they said, well, September 15th is, uh, is the, the go live date for us. And we're going to be able to travel. So, uh, yours is September 20th seventh or something like that so yeah we're gonna do it like, yeah. and what happens if they extend it because they keep on extending this they said well you, yeah. you'll just get a credit towards the future and i was like but i'm gonna tie up like you know six grand or whatever it was yeah. and they're like well no no you, it'll be good for the future i was like no and they're like well yeah. you're gonna lose your deposit i was like if you needed 200 dollars yeah. more than me then then so yeah. be it but you I, cut I, your I, loss on that you move on yeah and, you do I, and I, I if you want to do I, a Mediterranean cruise in the future, you do it, but not with that company. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just getting at. It's like I, I was. It left such a poor taste in my mouth. For two hundred dollars, they're going to screw me over. All right, yeah. I'll remember that. Not good business so, at all. No, but with that being said, uh, yeah, we, we need to do that again. That was so much fun. It was, uh, and that's where you did uh, the baby reveal, and uh, you guys uh, shot off a. Uh, was it? No, it was a, a little cannon. cannon thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was exciting. Yeah. You know, I don't know um, exactly what everybody thought. I think it was pretty split evenly, boy or girl. Um, but there was a ton of uh, a ton of surprise there when it came to people's faces. And and what I'll always remember about that is that I didn't know that Leo and Leo is my son from uh, something previous is that he really wanted a little sister and I didn't know that until we were actually on the cruise. And he said it before the reveal, like, would you rather have a brother or a sister? And he said, sister. And to this day, that kid has been a rock star older brother as a four-year-old. He's gentle. He's kind, he's patient. And I can tell you that when he's not around her, he's none of those things. So you know, <laughs> that's been an awesome part of life watching him with her, um, an unexpected part too. So, sorry, no, that's, I went off, that's, went off a no, little tangent awesome. right there. No, it's a, but, it's, a, it's a proud proud dad moment. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So now are you uh, – so then you guys have Jaxby uh, and she seems, you know, just like a bundle of joy. I, I see I see her all the time on, on Cassidy's Instagram. Um, yep. But you guys then decide you're going to pick up and get out of Miami. Because, you know, I, listen, uh, Miami is a very unique place. And I, I don't know, I don't know how, you know, how it is to raise a family there. But uh, it's it's definitely very, very unique. So you guys decided to move, stay in Florida, though, and move to, I and forgive me, it's not, it's not Naples, it's Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Fort yep. Myers. And you love it? 
I do. It's it's interesting because let's go. Let's backtrack to Miami. Miami. I spent five years in Miami. How many years did you spend in Miami? Thirteen or twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve. And and I think you'd agree with me. Miami is what you make of it. And I don't think that I gave Miami the best shot when I was there. Um, I think I could have applied myself in, in certain ways that I didn't um, and got outside my comfort zone a lot. But what happened with Miami is that I knew it wasn't someplace that I wanted to raise my children. And I was fortunate that, you know, all the people in play were agreed on that. And um, COVID, the blessing in disguise with COVID is that COVID got um, my family out of Miami. It gave us a purpose and a reason to move. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of my business ventures have been decimated by COVID when you're in the hospitality industry like I am and when you're in the fitness industry like like I am, especially when it comes to brick and mortar studios. Um, my wife is still crushing it on the virtual side of it and we're still selling licenses, which is great. But just at the time in Miami, it was just not a good time to be there. So it gave us a purpose to leave and, and visiting Naples, then visiting Fort Myers. Um, we realized Naples was great, but Fort Myers we liked because it's a better bang for your buck. Um, the people here are great. You know, Lee County is a, is a county of, uh, you know, it's very mixed actually, but a lot of conservative people here, um, a lot of fun people here. I thought it might be all older people. We're, we're making friends left and right uh, in our neighborhood with a lot of like-minded individuals, a lot of fun people, a lot of people I can banter with. And, and that's something that I really did not have too much of um, in Miami. So it's been a great transition, to be honest, uh, when it comes to our quality of life. Right, and and you have um, uh, you have you know just more space. You have everything. I mean, you had a great place in Miami, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's your your family's growing. And I, yep. I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you said you wanted to have like a full football team. Yes, at least twelve. Um, at least yeah. twelve. Cassie so, hasn't so. signed on yet, though. She hasn't signed the contract yet. <laughs> she signed the contract for three, and then she's partial signage on four. So. Right, right. She might become a free agent. You never know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but that I mean, so you just have more space in Fort Myers. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. And now you, how 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 has the transition been for you? Now you're I, you're all over social media, and you're going to be or you are a a real estate agent now, right? Yes. So it's interesting. Life is. Like my dad used to tell me life's all about starting over. And when he was 41, which is my age, um, he started a business, right? He started a new business in a new city with new people. And, um, you know, that's how kind of how I feel. Like it wasn't making sense for both Cassie and I to do Epic uh, together. It made so much more sense that one of us would branch off and do something different. And she has taken Epic to another level. Hopefully you have her on the podcast at some point. And yeah, took- I actually I want to have her on uh, Monday Motivation and and whatever Wednesday. But yes, good, good. Yeah, she's she took my framework um, and and a lot of the the things that I built, and then she really built on top of the positives um, and all the great stuff, and 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 shed some of the stuff that we didn't need, and and she's still going with it, you know, with how she her. She really bought into the philosophy of Epic and that right there has made it so much easier for me to step away because we're both of us, her and I are alphas. That's just the way it is. And there are times when, when we would discuss Epic and we wouldn't agree and we'd fight and everything else. 
Um, and, and, and to be honest with you, we've actually come full circle with that stuff over the years where we're actually, I think, working together better than we ever have. Um, and even on Epic stuff, but it was her time to shine and it was my time to start branching off and actually doing something new. Um, and real estate, something that interested me, I never had a time or a chance to really put any real effort into it. So this is a new beginning. And, um, for anybody out there with COVID that's either lost their job, confused, anxious, depressed, I totally understand. I've been all of the things I just mentioned, um, you know, with, with losing a business and, and, and having tons of anxiety and, and, and dropping in, in, into depression at times. Um, but it's like with anything else, you just got to keep, keep working at it. Uh, you know, is real estate going to be the end game for me? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm looking at actually joining a new team um, next week that I'm super excited about. The, the team that I was on was great, but it just wasn't conducive to learning and, and, and really, I think, setting – a good precedent on the foundation I want to build when it comes to being a real estate agent. And um, I really am excited about it right now. It's the first time I've been super excited about real estate since I've gotten involved with it in August, which isn't a very long time. No, but I mean, you, you had to, you had to study for it. You had to do everything. How, how did that go? Cause I, I know, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you, you haven't, you haven't had to study for a long time. Right? No, no. Yeah. We, we've talked about stuff with you that you've had to yeah. study yeah. for. I know it's, and it, that's sucks. A whole, it does. It's a whole different ballgame at 41. And when I learned it's either 47% of people fail the first time or 53% that fail the Florida real estate test. So I was like, shit, I'm like, this is not a give me, you know, this isn't just show up and you're going to get by. Um, so I prepped a lot, Jeremy. I, I did an online course called the CE shop. Um, I, I put a lot into it. And then what I did is I took um, a preparatory course uh, a, a week before I, um, I took my test and really dialed down and, and locked myself in a room, shut my phone off and, and forced myself to do like at least 30 minute blocks of like, don't do anything else except real estate. Take a few minutes break, come right back 30 minutes, take a few minutes break, 30 minutes. I go, you know, 90 minutes at a clip usually, um, for what I could retain. And, um, it paid off. Like it, I'm convinced I scored 100 or 98 on that test. They don't tell you what you scored. Uh, they just tell you pass, fail. I, I passed, and I was just like, all right. Um, I, I, I now have a strategy if I, ha I want to be a broker or if I want to get my CAN license or I want to do anything like kind of – I now have a kind of a strategy to use, so I'm not as intimidated by tests since I passed this one, which is great because I had a lot of anxiety around trying to get that test done passing it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can't even imagine you have you have two kids you're you're dealing with. You just move. You have all this stuff, right? Or did you move after you took the exam? No, it was interesting. So with COVID, it made it so much harder because I couldn't even book a damn test because it, it's it. I think they now updated you can take it virtually, but when I was back in August, you still couldn't. So I had to find a testing center that was open, and the only one I could find where I could actually take a test in the next two weeks was Tallahassee. So oh. I literally had to fly to Tallahassee to take a, take a test, a real estate test. It's usually like I was living in Miami at the time. There's like 50 different centers in a right. 100, 100 mile radius and all of them were booked, booked out full for months. So I'm very fortunate that got on a plane, went to Tallahassee, took my test, went home. You know, it was a one day in, one day out. 
Um, it was pretty cool. I, I went over to the Florida State field and no one was there. I walked on the field. That was a lot of fun when I was up in Tallahassee, but that was about all I ever wanted to see in Tallahassee. I never really wanted to go back to Tallahassee. No offense yeah, to anyone yeah. that lives in Tallahassee, but there's just not much going on there. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree. It's just a college town. <laughs> yep. Yep. But they, so man, that's, that's so interesting ah, that, but that I you am, went to know that. Yeah. So, and, and just to touch on more real estate stuff real quick is that, yeah, yeah, uh, please do. yeah the, one of the things I am going to be launching, Jeremy, is a YouTube channel and, a, and an actual series. And Ooh, it's called, okay. Yeah. And it's called Take Action. Okay. So all the whole series is about Southwest Florida, moving to Southwest Florida, what it's all about and things that you should be taking action. So the whole basis of my show is take action. There's things in your life you should be taking action. If you're thinking about a move, I'm going to give you a lot of tips and tricks on what you need to do, even if it's not Southwest Florida, about taking action for your next move, um, things that you might want to plan if you're buying your first home or if you're in a, in a place where you want to do things called like a 1031 exchange. If you don't know what that is, you should watch my channel because I'll get into that. Um, but it's very, very important that people don't just stay stagnant. I've done that in my life and it's gotten me nowhere and I feel, feel pretty miserable. So, yep, the name of the show is going to be called Take Action. I'm going to have an episode every two weeks and um, there'll be a micro series off of that. And I'm looking to possibly do a podcast in the future with that also. So something exciting to look forward to, especially for people that, you know, maybe they're living in New York, maybe they're living in Chicago um, places where they're not so happy, um, especially with uh, some of the politics that are going on in this country, and they want to change up. And right now, I believe Florida is the number one place people are moving. Um, and I think it flips between Florida and Texas. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of benefits to living in Florida, as you already know, Jeremy. And uh, you know, I want to uh, yeah. be able to, I want to be able to showcase like everybody that I know because I come from the tri-state area knows about Boca. Lauderdale, West Palm, Miami, um, even Jacksonville. But it's it, it, this is like an undiscovered gem over here, especially for people in the Northeast um, when it comes to cost of living and it become, and the value you get over here versus the East Coast of Florida. So yeah, I, I think really- I think I think the East Coast of Florida is appealing because it's got larger cities. Um, no, don't get me wrong, Tampa is a pretty large city, but. Uh, it's 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 more of the large city life that people probably are attracted to, but I couldn't agree more. Like as you get older, the and and not I'm not saying that we're old, but as we get older, like the west coast of Florida looks more and more appealing from a cost standpoint. Because let's let's face it, you know, a a, a place in Miami for three bedrooms and not on the water is going to run you about four hundred thousand dollars. And that's one bathroom, maybe two, and that's yep. that's low end, yep. right? And yep. and and if you're going to be near the water, you're talking six to seven hundred thousand minimum. Yeah. So yep. it's it's funny when when people are like, oh yeah, you know Miami's great and everything else like that. Yeah, it is, but you know it's it's kind of the you got you got to pay, man. You have to pay yeah. for it, and I'm and just... on the West Coast, it's it's a lot more reasonable. I don't know what the prices are, but I always know well, that it's cheaper. Yeah, just to give you an example, Cape Coral is a town right next to us, and you could get a three bedroom with your own pool with a great view for three hundred thousand or less. And it's unbelievable some of the prices over here. And 
What's really going crazy are the land deals. Um, land lots over here are selling like crazy because, you know, I think a lot of people don't know what to do with their money right now in investing. Um, and you can pick up land lots over here, a lot of them that are right on canals for $5,000, $10,000. So Seriously? Are, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people are just buying up land lots right now um, and holding on to them. So, and it's a great, like one of those forget, forget about it investments, right? If you put five or 10 grand in and maybe 50 years from now, you know, there's a, there's a strip mall or, or, you know, a huge company wants to put a, put a, um, you know, a development on there and they're going to have to give you some money for that, that land, or you can, but you can build out your dream house also. So there's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of versatile things you can do with it. I should buy, I should buy some land there and just, you know, pitch a tent every time I want to go on vacation. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. But yeah, and as I am learning more and more about Southwest Florida, there there is so many different options. There's custom home builds. Um, there's tons of builders over here that really know their, know what they're doing. Um, and there's a lot of different niches and neighborhoods when it comes to um, Naples, Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, Estero, um, Marco Island, and Sanibel, Captiva. Um, you know, Cass and I were just talking about vacations and, you know, she's a little bit anxious or, or, or to, to do a little bit when it goes to, you know, going up north and seeing the fall and the winter, which I think is awesome. But like we live in a vacation area. Like we, we, we literally live where people come to vacation. Um, yep. And, and that's always a plus. Like I was thinking about how many vacations we might take this year. Probably not many because we're in a transitional year. We're renting our home. We're trying to save. Um, we might, and the good thing is we might go up north for, for Thanksgiving this year, but what's cool is people can come to us. Um, and that's, what's fun about living in Florida. And yes, it's not a, no, it's not Miami, a destination spot, but my belief, Jeremy, and, and I'm on record to say this now is like Tampa is the biggest city on the West coast of Florida. Just how Miami would be the, the biggest or the most popular destination spot for the East coast. What I really think is going to happen with Fort Myers um, in the next 10 to 15 years is it'll become the Lauderdale of the West Coast of Florida. They have, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. They have Margaritaville that just got approved going into Fort Myers Beach, which is going to clean up that beach. Like it's going to become a destination spot because it's become it's, it's going to be a monster resort there. Um, Fort Myers is doing a little bit for its spring breakish stuff and it can be a little – you know, there can be some riffraff, but I really believe that the town is pushing to clean it up in the next, you know, I'd say five to 10 years. Um, and I, I think that you're going to see real estate boom over on this side versus the East Coast. And not that it won't go up on the East Coast, too, but I think you're going to see a higher percentage of properties go up in ratio to what's going on on the East Coast of Florida. I Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, uh, like... Tampa doesn't have a, a Fort Lauderdale, you know, esque exactly. place. So that 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 makes sense. Yep, exactly. Sense. The, the the other one that's close is St. Pete, um, but it's you know I've been there. I just don't think it has the same appeal that Fort Myers will, especially with the beach, with the oh, I can't even pronounce it. I think it's called the Chattahoochee River, Chattahoochee. I, I'm not sure. It's a river I can't pronounce. I got to get that down now that I live here. But it's got a lot going on here, um, and and again, like you can really just start to block 
different spots where people go from when it comes to if you're a certain type of person, you might live in Naples versus Fort Myers versus Cape Coral. So yeah, it's exciting. And, and to go just to kind of bring this full circle, like this is why I'm in real estate and just talking about this has got me excited. It got me excited. Like how you and I would talk about jujitsu or talk about different shots we used to do or talk about, um, you know, a Spartan race we would do. So that's what, you know, in, in my mind, life is about. It's, it's always trying to do new challenges, take on new things, um, especially in this case. It's interesting because I never thought I'd be starting over at 41, but here I am starting a new career, starting from the bottom. Um, and, uh, and yeah, one, not only making the best of it, but trying to enjoy the journey along the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. You know, I, I've seen you now uh, when you, you know, started with Keats uh, and you, then you took over Keats. Then you went ahead and started the, the gym and then, you know, grew that to, you know, leaps and bounds. And then now seeing you start again, I'm like, man, like you, you're what I would say a serial entrepreneur because you always are working for yourself. You're never really working for anybody. And even in the, 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 real estate realm. Yeah. You said you might join a team, but you're still gonna be working for yourself. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, so I, I, I like, I, I'm always amazed that like, no matter what you do, I, we've always said this, you always, always somehow come out on top. Figure so it out. so <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for you. I think this is going to be awesome. And yeah. I'm, I'm really like, I'm really interested to, to see, you know, how it plays out because I think that real estate can, can be, a great fit for you just because of your personality and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited for you because I think it's going to be, it's going to be a hit. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be on, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, what's that, that real estate show selling New York or selling LA or uh, yeah, million dollar listing, <laughs> million, million dollar yeah. listing, New York, million dollar listing LA. You're going to be one of yeah. those guys. <laughs> it's actually, that's an interesting comment, Jeremy, because it's like the one thing that's different this time around for me, um, is my mind isn't there as much as it is being, and this sounds maybe kind of corny, but being kind to myself and actually being more aware of what's important, which is my family, okay, and not killing myself, right? Because you know how hard I can kill myself at certain things. So oh, like, yeah. I'm, tr I'm trying to define success. If I make $20 million and I am super miserable and I'm disconnected from my wife and I'm disconnected from my children, it's a huge loss, right? Right, yeah. If and, and I don't know where real estate is going to take me. Maybe I'm going to be a great agent. It's too early to tell. Maybe I'm going to have do real estate and find that I meet somebody and I start a new business. Maybe I will just be an investor. I have no idea where it's going to lead me. Maybe I'll be a leadership coach. I have no clue. And I'm leaving every option open for that reason. Um, because at the end of the day, I don't think I've ever had the focus. Um, I've always had drive, but I've never had the focus on what the purpose really should be. I've said it. Oh, yeah, I want to have a family. I want this. But I've never really worked for, um, in my belief, worked as hard as I possibly could have to make sure that's successful. And that that that's that has shifted in me a lot. So, you know, the, the definition of success for me is, you know, being able to come home, know I'm connected to my wife, know I'm connected to my children, regardless if I'm, I'm in a mansion or I'm in a two-bedroom home or a condo. It doesn't really matter to me as much as it used to. So that's a, that's a different turning point that I can honestly say I've shifted in where before, if I did say that, I was just bullshitting you. <laughs> so, right. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Like I, I agree with you a hundred percent, but then I saw, 
uh, a friend a friend of ours, Bert. He did you see his post on John Wayne and his five rules to life? No, I didn't see it. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read you this five rules to life for John Wayne and and I mean they make fucking sense. So number one, money can't buy happiness, but it's more comfortable to cry in a Mercedes than on a bike. Number yep. two, forgive your enemy, but remember the bastard's name. Number <laughs> number three, help someone when they are in trouble, and they will remember you when they're in trouble again. Number four, many people are alive only because it's illegal to shoot them. And then number five, alcohol does not solve any problems, but then again, neither does milk. And so, so when you, when you said like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, make $20 million and you're miserable, it just made me think of that. I agree with you a hundred percent, but at the same time, I'm like, but being miserable is, is not as bad <laughs> No, as being miserable I, oh yeah, rather, with 20,000. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I just remember when I was actually making the most money when it, when Keats was rolling, when Epic, it, when ClassPass was just bonkers at Epic in New York, and when I was making a salary at one hotels, I was winning money at Spartanries. I had more money than I ever had in my I ever had in my life, and I remember I was completely miserable. Like I was, I was just a miserable person. I was stressed out. I wasn't managing stuff right. And I was just a miserable person. So, you know, a lot of times. With money, there's got to be a plan, or you've got to have a, a certain strategy that makes sense for yourself and for <laughs> your family and mental health that goes with it. Because if you don't have the plan behind it, then it's just an it's, it's irrelevant. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, so, yeah, I I think that 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 statement is true. I'd rather cry on a Mercedes than a bicycle, but I'd also rather be happy on a bicycle than crying on a Mercedes. So true, it's, it's, very it's, true. It's, it's interesting. It's and I get that too. Trust me, I I would definitely rather have money than not. Um, but it, the the caveat there is that you've got to be you've got to be in a good space because if you're not, then things don't go well. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I think I think it, it's listen. We all have downfalls and 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 things like that. But it's you you have to you like you said you have to just. You have to be happy, and uh, it seems like you are happy with your current situation, which is awesome. And uh, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm super stoked to see how it plays out because, you know, we've 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 definitely been through a lot. I, we've been to, you know, friends. I would say been together. <laughs> we've been friends for 18, 18 years. Wow! Uh, and and, and have seen. Oh my God! It's crazy to think that. Um, you know, half half of my life we've we've been friends. So yep. that's, that's that's pretty amazing to me. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see where, where it all goes. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to visiting you guys over on the West coast of, of Florida. One of these days. Anytime, man, you bring your whole clan down, you know, I know, yeah. I know that you, you, you come yeah. with a lot of baggage. Now you come with a wife, you come with kids, you come with everything, but uh, you know, we welcome it here. That's, so. that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. No, we appreciate that. Um, but it, it's, it's so funny. Uh, uh, you know, uh, quite a few people are moving out of Miami um, that that we you know have have been friends with and 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 things like that. So it's it's I'm I'm wondering if if Miami is is more or less just the the non families of uh, you know yeah. I mean, we know that lifestyle. it's a tran- yeah. I mean, we know that even when you lived in Brickell, very very transient lifestyle where a lot of people are that in and out, in and out. Um, oh, so- for sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was—I'm I, the perfect example. You know, I was constantly in and out. I wasn't—I was never in one place at one time. So, 
No, it's it's true. Um, uh, before we go, got got like I, I want to ask like two questions, just random questions that I, I I have like this this uh this deck of cards here that have uh, interview questions, and I, I just like to go ahead and pull two cards out and just see what uh what they what they ask. So are are you up for just random? I am weird questions. Random weird yeah. questions that you probably already took the two cards that are going to be awkward. So you know, I'm I, I was, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm disappointed because I didn't. Um, yeah. But, uh, but uh, let's go ahead, and I'm just going to go ahead and pick one. Uh, you know, it says for the rules, right, right. it says on your podcast, it says defamatory, harassing, obscene, or racist content is prohibited. Please be yeah. respectful when participating in the live show. I didn't know yeah. this. I would I would have tried to break all the rules um, if I knew that no, these, no. Were, we, these we, were actually we, rules. We like to make sure that we are respectful. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yep. That's um, good. Have Have you? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. There's There's a couple good ones I'm looking at now. Um, this This is This is. <laughs> I I know the answer for this one. All right. If you were a villain or criminal mastermind, what would be your calling card? Wow, villain or mastermind? What would be like villain or criminal mastermind? What would be your calling card? Like, like what would be my saying? Is that kind of what that's what that means? Like, or what yeah, would be or, my... or or your calling card could be you know how how you like uh, in in um, uh, Home Alone they were the wet bandits, then they were the sticky bandits. You know, like what's your what's your calling card? To... Oh man, I don't. That's a good one. If I was a villain, that's that's why I paid so much money for these fucking cards. <laughs> yeah, that would be my calling card. Um, that's that, that's great. Fuck, you got me here. You got me stumped a little bit. Calling card. If I was a villain, would be. Kind uh, of lose. I, I don't know. Let's go back to that one, Jeremy. You got me on All that. Right. All right. And 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 when I saw that the 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 image that came across my mind was Gargamel. Oh, thanks. <laughs> just because just because of past. Um, all right. Uh, if you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be? Hmm. I would want. If I could have anything named after me, what would it be? I would want a. <laughs> it, it better uh, not be a statue because that shit's getting taken down real no, quick. No, <laughs> it's not a, not a statue. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, a body of water. A body of water. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Body of water. Alex yeah. Nicholas, I guess, yeah. Lake? River? No, the, the Alexander Sea. <laughs> the Alexander Sea. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, and then and then last one. This one, this one's this one's grim. Um, what's this? What strange thing would you like to happen at your funeral to make people laugh? Oh man, I'd love if there was a knocking sound on my tombstone, or, <laughs> or, a, or a pinging sound in my urn, or something like that. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just that's good to know. I can I can I can arrange that if I if I outlast you I can arrange that. Or actually even better like well whatever I look like at the end if I'm not so bad have like a body double with makeup come in and sit down and have people think that, that that's actually me. That would be that would be interesting also. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's it's so funny so my my grandma uh she, she passed away uh jeez. Well quite a while ago. Um 
and I think like 2014. And, uh, and it was so funny. That wasn't funny, but what was, what was funny was my, my dad, uh, he, he, you know, I think somebody said, you know, what, what, what would your, what would your mother be, you know, what would your mother be doing right now if she were alive? And my dad, without missing a beat, goes, let me out of here. And he was like scratching at like nothing but pretending like because she would be in a casket right now and alive. So that was, that was, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, I was like, that's hysterical. You know, like, what would your mother do if she was alive right now? And then he was like, let me out of here. It was was funny. But anyways, I guess he had to be there. But uh, I guess, hey, listen, um, the, uh, where is it here? There we go. Finally, the audience. I, I had to get the audience. I, I, I muted wow. the audience, apparently. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. They've, they've been going crazy behind the scenes. No one's heard them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, for sure. But um, I, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I know that you have uh, responsibilities, wife, kids, and whatnot. Uh, so the, I, I appreciate complete, you. Yep. The complete catastrophe. The complete catastrophe. Um, so where can people find you? It's not like we have a, a million followers yet, but uh, when we no. do have a million followers and people listen to this episode because I'm going to promote it, um, yep. where, where, where can they find you on Instagram? Yeah, so I have, I have a new new website called therealalexander.com coming soon. You can email me at alex at therealalexander.com. If you want anything fitness related, yes, you can still you can still find me on epicintervaltraining.com and um, my two Instagram handles are Alex Alexander underscore Epic and also the real Alexander on Instagram for real estate and business. Ah, I was I was wondering where real came into play. I was like, was there, is there a pretend one? But then it's real estate. It makes sense. Yes, See? yes. I'm glad. I'm glad I had you just for that purpose alone because I, I wanted to know that. So that that's good. I'm yeah. Glad. And you, uh, by the way, uh, you've you've uh, recently invested in new suits, and you're looking fly as ever. I don't oh, know. I, appreciate if, that. I think it's like a year or maybe the past year you've been investing in suits, and holy shit, man! I'm I'm custom uh, made. I'm jealous. Yeah, you're uh, styling, profiling, <laughs> lizard shoes, <laughs> lizard shoes, yep. Rolex wearing, <laughs> diamond ring wearing. <laughs> woo! So, woo! All right. Well, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll get this posted today. Uh, this is this is this is one of only two that I've actually done and posted the same day. So I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. Jeremy, it was a pleasure. Uh, I love being on your podcast. And uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll have I you on in a couple months. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A uh, shout out to our sponsors. Uh, new sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then Giggy Bank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. Giggy Bank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out Giggy Bank in the app stores. All right, and SaberCon. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. 
So thank you all, and have a great week.